morning everyone. How are you this morning? The presence of God is in this place. We were singing, the healer is in the room. The king is in the room. We need to turn our focus on him this morning. Can we do that? Yes. Amen. The pastor is busy lighting the fire. New fire. Now this morning, I want to start with a story. One day there was an elderly lady, and she stayed in a very poor community. And her house did not have electricity. So her family, they said, okay, we're going to connect you with electricity. We will pay for the electricity. And this woman was so excited because now she's got electricity. Electricity. All right. And after a few months, her family saw that she only used one unit of this electricity. This, this, this is a problem. And they called their mother and they asked, why, why do you only use one unit of the electricity? She said, let me explain to you. Now at night, when I go home, I switch on the lights. And then I take out my candles, and I light my candles, and I switch off the lights. And this is many times what we do as believers. There's tremendous power available in the name of Jesus. But we fail to use it. The secondly is the power is available, but we still want to rely on our own strength. Lighting our own candles. The Holy Spirit is here, my friend. Now this morning, I want to talk about the anointing. What is the anointing? Walking in the anointing. Alright, are you ready? Walking in the anointing. Now this morning, the anointing is what? It is the power of the Holy Spirit upon a person. It is the supernatural ability of God that comes over a person that enables them to accomplish what they cannot accomplish on their own. The supernatural ability. For example, you have a natural talent, but when the Holy Spirit comes over you with power, the natural becomes supernatural. Supernatural. Alright? It means that we no longer live on our own ability. Now we start living on God's ability. Why will we pray tonight? Just a program? No. We want to surrender ourselves to His ability. God is able to do what you cannot do in your strength. And this is important to understand this morning. It is God's divine enablement, the anointing, for us to accomplish His purpose, His will. It is not about us. It's about Jesus. The healer is in the room. The king is in the room. I want to 
get your focus back this morning. It's not about job. It is not about the good coffee. It's not about all these things. It's about Jesus. Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Now this morning, the first scripture, thank you, 17. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7, it says, We are like common clay jars that carry what? This glorious treasure. So that this immeasurable power will be seen as God's and not ours. Our lives is like this clay pot. If it falls, it will break. We've got many flaws. But when the power of the Holy Spirit is above us, even though we have we have we have flaws, I think for my flaws is like it's a big But still, when people see the people of God, when the presence of the Holy Spirit is on them, they see that the immeasurable power is not from them, it is from God. It it changes our focus back to God. The next scripture, please. I know we put the scripture many times, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Now there was a the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, his responsibility was to rebuild the temple. And the Lord is, is saying this word to, to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel through Zechariah the prophet. He said, then he said to me, this continuous supply of oil, oil, this continuous supply of oil is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, the prince of Judah, saying, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the room. But my spirit, of whom the oil is a symbol. The oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Says the Lord of hosts. This means that Zechariah, Zechariah gave this word, Zerubbabel had to surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit to see the building to be completed. It cannot be done through human might, through human power, human ability, but through the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. So God's work through us is done through Him, not us. We are vessels. When someone is being healed, we are grateful them. It is not about us. It changed the focus back to Jesus. He has got an immeasurable power. So God's work cannot be done through human might, but only by His Spirit. The Greek meaning of anoint, now we go back to that word, is kriu alefo, kriu two words. The first word is to smear the oil, to rub the oil, and alefo means to appoint. Now, in our Devumbu family, we anointed our family day. I will explain to you why, with oil. So the purpose of the anointing is to sit people apart for divine use. It is to set God's people apart for His work, to empower them to finish God's work. 
Okay. Another beautiful thing is the anointing also protects us. The power of God protects us. That when you have the power of God over your life, you can walk into any situation. Why are we still walking in fear? When the power of God is available to us. You know, back in the day, the shepherds, the biblical time, the sheep, the fly would go into the nose. I like it, I miss it. The fly will go into the nose of the sheep. And then the fly will lay eggs in the nose and it becomes worms going up to the brain of the sheep. And then the sheep go about crazy, hitting its head because it's irritated. Now the shepherds that time, they pour the oil inside the nose. So the fly just slides out. But uh, protecting the sheep, Jesus protecting the sheep through the power of His Spirit. Why is the anointing so important? Why is the power of God so important? It is to start living victoriously as a believer in Jesus Christ. You cannot do life on your own. You will fail every time. I just want to stop this addiction. You need the power of God. I want to stop this anguish. You need the power of God. He's standing next to you. But so many times we, we go our own way. So today we surrender again to the power of the Holy Spirit. To live victoriously and to live everything that He's got for you. Victoriously in Jesus. Now, before God anoints, before God appoints us, He anoints us. God, He is wonderful. He don't send you into battle without any firepower. He doesn't give you a task without providing you with the needs to do it. God equips you for the work you need to fulfill. And still we rely on the flesh. He equips us. And there was a man, his name is David, shepherd's boy. Skaapwachterkie. But God had a plan with David. He said, shepherd's boy, you're going to be the king of Israel. God has got a plan for you this morning, do you believe it? But with the plan you need the power. PP, power and the plan. And it's amazing, let us read the following scripture. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and he anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord did what? Came mightily upon David from that day onwards. Here was the shepherd's boy, here comes Samuel, he said, David, come, I need to anoint you with oil. And when he poured the oil, 
the Holy Spirit came on David and empowered him to do what he cannot do on his own. The Holy Spirit empowers him. You know, I love music. Many times I just grab my guitar and write music. And I can so relate with David. He's Kalfatati, a song in the field before he was anointed. He was writing his songs. He was playing his harp. But after the power of the Holy Spirit, his life was different. Now he was writing prophetic songs. Now he was writing around 73 of the Psalms in the Bible David wrote. Prophetic. He was called the, the sweet singer of Israel in 2 Samuel 23 verse 1. Prophetic meaning it's no longer about him. Now his life points to the king. Through the power. He was a boy that courageously defended his flock. His father's flock against a bear and a lion. After anointing, he faces Goliath. He becomes a, he, he becomes a warrior that, that stands and protects the nation of Israel against the Philistines and giants. The young shepherd boy of a nation became a king. And you know, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, taking the sheep, sheep to green pastures. He was taking sheep, and he like a groen vijfelde. But after that, he became a shepherd of a nation. The anointing makes the difference. The power of God makes the difference. <laughs> that almost me so many times. Now a few disciples, when Jesus came to Caesarea in Philippi, when he came there, he was sitting with his disciples and he asked, Who do you say the Son of Man is? The next scripture. He said to them, But who do you say I am? And Simon, Pete, Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ. You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. The Anointed One, the Son of the Living God is here today. The anointing, the power of God always point back to the source. When you see this lamp this morning, the source is the oil that you don't see here right now. Even you don't see Jesus here, you see the demonstration of his power. It always points back to Jesus. The power of the anointing is not to elevate us. It is to elevate Jesus. When people are healed, when eyes are open, it points people to Jesus. Amen? Are you here this morning? Point people to Jesus. The Hebrew word for Messiah means the anointed. The Greek word for Christ means anointed. I can do all things through Christ. The anointed gives me strength. 
power gives strength. Just a revelation there. Now the Jews, the Jews was waiting for centuries, waited for, for the promised Messiah. The anointed one through whom the yoke of Satan's oppression will be destroyed. And there's a beautiful prophecy. We're going to read it. Isaiah 10 verse 27. In the King James it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away of thy shoulder. I want to ask you this morning. Are you burdened this morning? What is burdening you this morning? From thy shoulder and his yoke from thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. What is a yoke? A yoke. The yoke. Back in the day with cattle, they had a clam that clammed the two cattle together. They walked like this. Farming, a yoke, strong piece of wood. It bends you over. But the yoke is also spiritual. It bends you over. You feel depressed all the time. You are being limited in your movement spiritually. I just can't move forward. A yoke. And Satan loves to put yokes on God's people. But I want to tell you this morning, the hope is that the presence of God breaks all yokes. We saw that in the womb, praying for people, the yokes will be broken. It is not through my praying, it is not through the type of oil we use, like the oil of lavender, no. Praying for ours, it's Jesus. Jesus breaks the yoke of oppression. At the beginning of Jesus' ministry in the synagogue, on one Sabbath, he read the following prophecy. We were defunded, God gave us that prophecy. Before we prayed for our family dead side as well. You see, so he came, yes. So he came to Nazareth where he had, he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. And he reads, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. To proclaim, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, a recovery of sight to the blind, to set a liberty at liberty those who are oppressed and yokes, healing the blind, casting out devils. We've seen under the anointing 
the demons cannot stand the anointing, the power of God, they want to run or flee. The Spirit of the Lord Jesus Himself was anointed by the Spirit of God. I want to read that to you in, uh, in Acts 10 verse 38, if you make notes, please go home. It's not on the... What was it? Acts 10, 38. Now God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus was anointed by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit and with power. Jesus has got the yoke breaking power, the burden removing power, Jesus. And Jesus did not just talk, he demonstrated the power. We say we are followers of Jesus. Do you look like Jesus? Do you do like Jesus? He demonstrated the power. It's not just about talk. Everyone here. But the anointing did not stop with Jesus. After he was crucified, before he ascended to heaven, he told his followers, go wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit that will come on you. I want you to go read your own Bible. What happened after that? How God used his people. I want to read a scripture about the yoke this morning, Galatians 5 1. It stands therefore, it is not on the board, the writer can stand therefore fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Stand in your freedom in which Christ has made you free. And do not be entangled again under the yoke of bondage. Jesus wants his people free. And I believe he's pressing our hearts today. There you need the anointing. You need the power of Jesus to break it. But he also says in Matthew 11 verse 29 that my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. He replaces the yoke with himself. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. Acts 1 verse 8. This is what happened in Jerusalem. That is what we also prayed, Marissa, this morning. <laughs> if you realize. Acts 1 verse 8. But you will receive what? Power. And ability. God's ability. When the Holy Spirit comes, boom. And you will be my witnesses. Witnesses to tell people about 
mean? Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even the ends of the earth. The power of God comes upon us not to elevate ourselves but to elevate Jesus. It is to point people to Him, not to point people to ourselves, to point people to Jesus. When the eyes are open, when people are delivered, it is to point that He is the Anointed One, that He is the One that delivers. Jesus, the Anointed One. Jesus, it's all about Him. Christ means the anointed one. What does Christians mean? The anointed. What a beautiful name it is. Jesus Christ. The anointed one. He's in this place. The following scripture. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20. And this, this scripture brought me to my knees. It says that for the kingdom of God is what? It's not based on talk, but it is based on power. <laughs> the kingdom of God is not just about talk, it is based on power. These people, the world, have heard so much talk. They want to see Jesus. They want to experience the power. God wants all of us to walk in His power. It is not just the pastors. It is the church, the believers. This morning, God is calling you. The healer is in the room. The deliverer is in the room. The king is in the room. Jesus becomes so real and so tangible. When his power is demonstrated. Ek I know he's here. I know he's here. What is the enemy? After we came to the window, we are always reminded. Be on your guard. Because the enemy will come and attack. After we prayed for people whose healings, all his strength, deliverance, teaching them how to walk in God's ways, the enemy attacks. Attack follows anointing. <laughs> attack follows anointing. What do I mean? The enemy will try anything in, tell, he's got strength, in his, was in my mind, to distract you from the power of God. He will do anything so that you just not walk in that power, so that you, you stay defeated. If you stay defeated this morning, John Jones, because there is a power available for you to stand on. So many times I've moaned about stuff in my life. God said, but you've got the power. 
Surrender this into my hands. Stop doing it on your own. Jesus. The anointed one. The enemy will try anything to distract you in discovering the power of the Holy Spirit. He will keep you so busy with the stuff of this world. So that people outside will not be set free. So that people will stay in addictions outside. We see Jesus moved in power to set people free from the oppression of the devil. And we want to sit for hours in front of the TV. Friends, the power is available. He will distract you in discovering the power. I've heard a story of a, of a, it was a satanic, they call it a warlock, a satanic priest or something like that. And they said, in the spirit they see a flame just, just here in the believers. But they curse believers because if they just understand the power of that flame, if you just understand this morning the power in the name of Jesus, everything the devil has done can be undone. And he wants, he wants to run with his kingdom. We that are called to the battle, we are sleeping. No, I just don't care. I just don't care. Attack follows so good. David was anointed king of Israel. The Philistines knew about it. And after he was anointed, they went with full force, the, Phil the Philistine army, to search for David. Because if he just walks in that power. Jesus, Matthew chapter 4, after Jesus was anointed, <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord took him in the wilderness to be tempted by the dead. Sorry. And after that, his ministry became, became signs of wonders. The second part, there's okay, no description. We are anointed to complete the task, not to compete with each other. Listen. Ja, maar ik kan niet preek soos Jackie, maar je kan baie met de koffie man. We are not here to compete with each other. God has called you specifically that uh, no one can lead in a specific area God has called you to lead. You have been chosen by God to do a work in a special area that is not meant for someone else. Walk in your own anointing. Stop trying to be someone else. This all has frustrated. And iemand anders is schoenen. My foot is so groot. I can't even number two drama. It's frustrating. Jesus, what do you want me to do? Sit at his feet. My one friend, I love singing, but he says he can't sing. I won't mention names. 
It's got a different anointing. Remember the story of David before he went to fight Goliath? Saul said, put on this armor. He said, he cannot. I cannot move in this. I'm not used to this. But he knew the slingshot. He practiced in the anointing. And because he walked in his own anointing, he's practicing the anointing, giants fell. Goliath. <laughs> We're not here to compete, friends. And there's one thing, the corporate anointing. When more than one believer is in, in a room with the same purpose, in Acts 1 verse 8, it says they were together in the room in one accord. Now I understand why the devil wants to bring division in the church. Because it divides the anointing. But the church that is focused, the same purpose, whole focus on Jesus, the anointed one, the power of God moves. You see that? The devil wants to divide. Now, how to walk in the anointing. We have heard many things about anointing, but how do I walk in it? Well, we heard this morning, Acts 1 verse 8, when the Holy Spirit comes over you, you receive power to be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit coming on you, we need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. The day when we accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit is inside. It it dwells inside and it testifies of our spirit that we are children of God. But the Holy Spirit on us gives us power. It ignites the flame. And you know the fire, you from When you put the wood in the fire, the fire transforms the wood. The Spirit of God transforming lives. I've seen that so many times. It's not just about talk, it is about power. So first of all, to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Um, and at the end, as Pastor Johannes also said, come for prayer. If you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we will pray together with you. And it's not us that baptizes. Jesus, He's the one that baptizes. So you will just ask Him. We will be, just be there to love you and to pray together with you. But Jesus wants to release His power. And then secondly, the cost of the anointing. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit releases power. Listen. Intimacy and anointing walks hand in hand. Can I have the John chapter 5, verse 19? Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I said to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, 
For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. Almost feels like a few months, but a few weeks back we had a Voice of God conference. To release the anointing, the power of God, you need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Jesus, what do you want to do in this situation? And He will let you. And when you walk in obedience to His word, His power is there. Because He honors His word. For example, you know the story of Moses when he stood in front of a big ocean. He was standing in front of the impossible situation. But God told him, what? Stretch out your hands. You do the thing in the natural, but I will do the supernatural. Because he obeyed the voice of the Lord. The seas part. God will not let you play with his power. Can hurt him. You know the story of Joshua and Jericho. Lord, what must I do? Walk around. Listening to what God wants to do and obey. Disobedience weakens the anointing of life. Moses obeyed the story of Jericho. And I remember I was in the Philippines on my avatar. They came a group of young people in the Philippines and they said, Jacques, please come to our prayer meeting. I said, Yes, Lucy. And I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, You need to go. I want to do something. So I grabbed my guitar and I went. Small meeting. I said, Okay, Lord. And I was like, Irritated. But the power is still there. Say, Lord, what must I do? I say, play this once. It's a song about casting crowns. Who am I? While I sing, the Holy Spirit touched a lady. She wept. And the woman told me, God is busy healing her. Through the song, through a song that was so natural to me, but when the Spirit of God is there, it does what you cannot. Power is available. It's not about how you feel. I'm glad I obeyed, otherwise I didn't have the story. <laughs> Philippians 4, verse 13. Die vliegtuig is bezig om te land. Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things. Which he has called me to do. Through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. He's got the power. It's not like that song. I've got the power. 
standing in front of situations, tell God, I don't know how to do it. I want to remind you, you've got the power. Many years back, I was doing ministry on my own. And God gave me a vision of a boy who was standing next to his dad, trying to pick up this, he, this big stone. He says, Dad, I show you. I pick up the stone. And he tries, but he cannot, but he's, he's dead, he's standing there. And in that dream, I hear the Lord say, Chuck, just ask me. My power is there to help you. In the worship, I'm going to, I'm going to use the last minutes as well. In the beginning of worship, I saw this, this lady who we worship, and it was the woman that had the issue of blood. It is in Luke 8, verse 43, it says, Now a woman is not on the board, got it this morning, our worship. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her life on physicians, trying to fix this problem herself, and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border. Of his God. Jesus in this place morning and his garment is close by. Jesus was walking, she knew that she had a yoke. But she stretched out and touched his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all the night Peter those with him, said, Master, the multitudes throng and praise you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me. For I perceive power going out from me. Who touched me? I perceive, I felt the power going out from me. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of the people the reason she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her daughter, be of good cheer, your faith has made you well, go in peace. These days, I was tired, I prepared for the sermon a few times, I was on my knees. I said, Lord Jesus, 
by faith I take you power in my body. And I saw this woman just touching the God. It's not about the person today next to you, it's about Jesus the anointed one. And this morning, you have heard that it is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Maybe you feel today the Holy Spirit is pressing on that thing. I was sitting years of depression. One day I locked myself in the bathroom. I speak the name of Jesus. I said, Spirit of depression, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave. And it left me. The yoke was broken. Jesus wants to break yokes of us this morning so that we can be more joyful, we can be more full of freedom. John, you do not understand, but I understand today that the power is here. And it's up to you too this morning if I'm going to touch the garment of Jesus. And we're going to be here afterwards to pray with you. So one thing, maybe, maybe you've got a spiritual yoke that burns you. Or, this morning, you've never been baptized by the Holy Spirit. You can come to the front after I prayed. Or you just need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. A fresh anointing. Like Pastor Johannes always said, God always do something new. Amen. I'm going to end off today and I'm going to pray and afterwards those who want, I just said before the time, those who do not need prayer, you can go have coffee, fellowship, Afterwards, you can come here this morning, and we will be here to pray with you. We are not here to judge you, we are here to love you. There's no spirit of condemnation in Jesus. I've set of many yokes in my life, but I've seen the power. Jesus, let us pray. Jesus, you are in this room today. King of kings, the healer, the mighty deliverer, the one that gives peace. Father, this morning, we want to run to you, Jesus, for new touch. You are so close to I pray today that you will break yokes in the name of Jesus over your people. I pray, Father, that we will stop being talkers, that we will move in your power to point Jesus to the King, people to the King of Kings.
use a life to drive those. You breathe in things that is dead and comes to life. You raise the things that was dead in our life for so long. You open doors that is shut. Jesus. Jesus. 